the next few days, we'll actually be hearing from the Bread of Life discourse that we are just beginning to hear from today. And I've found myself reflecting on, on the, the nature of this discourse in general uh, in, in my prayer. And uh, it, it, we know I don't want to rob too much of my thunder the next few days. <laughs> Because, you know, but it's the Eucharist we're talking about, and, and we can never plumb the depths of the Eucharist. Uh, because the Eucharist is Christ, of course, and Christ is infinite, and because Christ is infinite, the, the Eucharist, and our understanding of the Eucharist is infinite. But I found myself reflecting today, this, this whole Bread of Life discourse comes on the heels of, of course, the multiplication of loaves that we heard on Friday. And uh, they, they come after Jesus uh, walks away from them on the sea, uh, they, they find him, and, and they, they're hungry. And they perhaps don't even know what they're hungry for, but they're hungry for something. And I'm sure most of us have experienced that, uh, and sometimes we think that hunger that we have is something that's going to be met by food, and the more decadent the food is, the, the better we think it's going to nourish that hunger. And so we eat it, and then one of two things happens. Either we realize that that didn't satisfy the hunger, or woe is me, why did I eat that whole cake? <laughs> not, not a whole cake, maybe, but why did I overdo this? And Jesus is calling them to this, and they, they begin to understand there's something here with Jesus. You know, Jesus, Moses gave us bread from heaven. What can you do? That's really the, the question that they're asking. What can you do? Prove to us you are who you say you are. Well, he, I don't know about you, but taking five loaves and feeding 5,000 people with 5,000 men, not counting women and children, not that they didn't count, but 5,000 5, households would be probably the better way of understanding that. I don't know about you, but I'd have a hard time feeding the citizens of Ghent with five loaves. We're a lot smaller. That's pretty miraculous. And yes, I know we have all sorts of preachers that will try to explain it away. Well, you know, they all reached into the lunch pails. That's rather cynical. Because it is the Eucharist. Because Jesus took bread, he blessed it, he broke it. And as I said on Sunday, that word, the, the verb that's used for break, is only used in the context of the Eucharist or things that hint towards the Eucharist. The breaking of the bread and the multiplication of the loaves that he's preparing them for something and, and give us that bread. The, the, the funny thing about that bread that they all enjoyed on that hillside, they were still hungry. It, didn't, it might have satisfied their, their hunger for a little bit, but they were still hungry and they were going to, going to be hungry again. They were going to be hungry within 12 hours, 24 hours. It didn't satisfy them completely. And it's the same thing with the manna that, that Moses gave. Well, actually, God the Father gave it, but Moses prayed for it to happen. That they had to go out day after day after day during their whole sojourn until they entered the promised land. They had to go day after day. And on Friday, had to gather two portions to gather that manna, to have just enough for that day. It's... Uh, something amazing when we when you read about that manna that no matter how much they picked it was exactly what they needed for that day but it didn't last until the next day except on the sabbath what they had picked on friday lasted through the sabbath and it's a symbol of god's providing but a natural providing and jesus says no god is going to give the true bread from heaven and and I, again i find myself why would jesus say true bread 
I don't have any actual proof of this, but I've been told it's true, that every society throughout the world, almost every society, has some form of what we would call bread. It's a very basic food. And think about how many of us in our diets at least once a week have something, whether it's pita bread or lavish bread or, or, or even, even saltines would kind of, kind of satisfy for that, uh, that we have something there. And we also live in a world, as I say that, that I'm reminded, do you have anything gluten-free, fat-free, salt-free, taste-free? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> but bread is a basic food. It meets the most basic of our needs. Yes, water, air, food are three most basic needs. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life, to remind us that he's the only one that satisfies that desire. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. This is a supernatural bread. The bread of life. And we keep hearing that, we'll keep hearing that term, and you're as where is it perhaps I am. That there's two words in Greek for life. Bread, the natural bread, feeds our bios, biology, the natural life. The bread that Jesus is, is a bread of zoe, a bread of eternal life, a bread that gives us that promise of eternity. So as we come today, we ask that we would have in these next few days a deeper understanding, though we can never fully, completely, totally understand the Eucharist, but a deeper understanding how Jesus Christ comes to nourish us. And that the next time we recognize that we're hungry, we recognize the true source of that hunger. Yes, sometimes it might be that we're physically hungry. Modern society, probably not so much among us. But how that hunger is really for the Lord.